Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Living Fullness. Whether you're listening in through your earpiece, in your car or in your home, as always, you are most welcome. How are you going today, Padre? Well, thank you. Very well. How about yourself? I'm doing well too. Yeah, that's the way. What have you been up to? I have had a week off. Nice. Yeah, I don't do nice, that. Nice, nice. <laughs> Unless I'm on like retreat, I don't normally take a week off for anything. Mm, so mm. this is like, yeah, really special. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? I went to Armadale. That's a bit random. It is a bit random. Went to Armadale with fathers Thompson and eBay. eBay is in IBE, not EBAY. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay, good to know. Just to be clear. <laughs> He's not like father sell me your stuff. He's oh. father, father eBay, IBE. Uh, and uh, so Father Thompson and eBay and myself went to Armadale for a diaconal ordination. One of our men was ordained to the diaconate. And, uh, and, and so he was, he was made a deacon. So for our listeners that don't know what that means, uh, the diaconate is like the first step in the sacrament of holy orders. And uh, it's um, uh, sort of an order which is at the service of the altar and at the service of the people of God. So it's at the service of the priest in Mass, in the liturgy, and at the service of God's people in uh, teaching and preaching and uh, being a witness of God's goodness and baptizing and marrying and uh, burying the dead. And and uh, yeah, so he's, he's now a deacon. And uh, it was really cool. The ceremony was beautiful. Shout out to Bishop Kennedy and uh, and also to uh, to my student uh, uh, Peter Paul, who was ordained. So yeah, yeah. congratulations. To yeah, him. yeah, very good. So before we jump into this week's episode, we just wanted to let you guys know of something new that we've got um, going at the moment. So you would have heard a few episodes ago, Padre shared that he will be moving away from the seminary at some point at the end of the year mm. or start of the new year and we're not sure yet exactly where are we <laughs> nope but uh, it means that we're going to have to shift things up a little if we want to keep running this podcast so one of the things we will need to do is get some additional equipment to be able to keep doing weekly podcasts um, and we also want to sort of cast our nets far and wide in terms mm. of our guest interviews so in order to do that we need to upgrade a few things so to do that we're going to need some financial support so here's just a, um, a question for anyone who's listening who if you are able to contribute in some way would you mind jumping over to our patreon page and supporting the work that we do here to keep us putting out an episode each week. You'll find the link to our Patreon page in the description box of this podcast episode. But otherwise, you can jump over to patreon.com forward slash livingfullness and you'll see that there's lots of different options for the financial support that you can give. From costs as low as about $3, that would be really helpful on a monthly basis. And then there's a few other options as well. And and we give you things like a personalised message. We'll give you some you know, funny blooper bits so you can have a laugh at us or laugh with us um, as well as some behind the scenes as well to yeah. just say thank you for supporting us. 
Yeah. So please do give that support and uh, if you can. And uh, we look forward to being able to provide you with some extra good content. Mm. Yeah. All right. So getting into our episode today, we're looking at shame versus guilt. Mm-hmm. To start off with, I think it's important just to point out that we get told that most of the negative emotions that we experience, that they're bad, you know. So things like um, uh, shame, guilt, uh, sadness. Generally, we're told, no, look, try and avoid those emotions uh, because, you know, they're, they're, they're unhelpful emotions or something like that or negative. Um, and, and so we can kind of ask, well, how should we approach guilt and shame? Should we avoid it, embrace it, or seek to have some kind of integration? Yeah. So, first off, Stina, what are shame and guilt? Mm. Or what is shame and guilt? I don't know. What's yeah, the right? What's the English there? <laughs> there's any English teachers out there? Give us a give us a, a, a English lesson. Yeah. Let's um. Let's start with guilt. So, guilt essentially is believing that something that we've done is bad. Mm. Um, whereas shame is more about believing that the person themselves is bad. Okay. So the guilt is related to a behaviour and behaviours can be changed. Whereas when it comes to shame, it can often be related to the person themselves. And it's not like we can be somebody else. We can pretend, but you yeah. can't really become somebody else. Yeah. So guilt tends to be more of like an internal impact and it really is very closely linked to a moral compass, whereas shame tends to be more about a public concern. So what would other people think of me or what will other people say of me or what are other people saying of me? Sure, sure. And we can see this really um, clearly in children, I find, where Mm. when you see a child who's done something wrong and they experience guilt – with the right kind of encouragement, children naturally tend to lean towards a pro-social kind of behaviour where they really want to just fix this situation, fix what they've just done. And because that guilt is is encouraging them to repair an error that's just transpired. Mm. And then once they have sort of had this pro-social behaviour come out, there's a sense of ease in Mm. the child and they can Mm. carry on with their day. Whereas children who suffer more from a a heavy kind of shame as opposed to guilt tend to be the ones that withdraw and they'll hide. They're just trying to avoid any any way of uh, repairing the error because it's not even an option for them. Sure, sure. And all consuming shame then uh, can be very, very destructive. It doesn't really help us. Uh, in fact, it only serves to really drag us down. Unlike guilt that says, ooh, we did the wrong thing. Now we have to fix it. Now we have to make amends for it. Uh, shame says, look what you did. You're such a bad person. Uh, shame accuses and obscures the truth of who we are. Uh, that is to say, beloved children of God. It points the finger and says that our actions define our identity, that our mistakes define who we are. It makes me um, 
think about something I've been pondering during this pandemic is the phrase name and shame them. Mm. I've been hearing a lot of that come out and I get very uncomfortable sure. when I hear that when I hear that come out because it's really it's the idea is to use it as a tactic to make people think twice before they do this certain behavior that is deemed undesirable by a group of people and to teach other people who are watching them not to do that because yeah. then you've got an entire society or a, or a large cluster who who are upset by that. Mm. <laughs> um, so really it's a scare tactic. Yep. It's, yep. it's a scare tactic. Um, and that makes me very uncomfortable and I'm very wary when comments like that come about because it, to me it doesn't sound like it's justice anymore. It's not about trying to seek out the good mm. um, anymore. It's not about correcting the error that's transpired and teaching others how to learn from it. It's more about accusing people right. Of, right. of a particular identity, like this is this yep. is who you are. Yep. And that's very destructive, very violent. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's not really like growth or healing focused at all. Sure, sure. When we look at, at, say, Adam and Eve then, and we think about shame in the context that we've just spoken about it, we can kind of see what's playing out for them. If after the fall, Adam and Eve were only struck by guilt, they may have felt bad and regretted their choice to eat from the forbidden tree. Uh, they, may, they may well have sown fig leaves, but perhaps, perhaps, and we can't know, mm. but perhaps they wouldn't have hid from the father when they heard him moving in the garden. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and that uh, makes sense to me because you know, if, if guilt is about this behaviour, then perhaps they would have felt that they could have been helped, mm. that they actually could have turned to the father and, and with regret turned to the father and said, ah, we did this thing that we weren't supposed to, but help. Yeah. Like, can, you, yeah. can you help us fix this? But that's not what we see. That's yes. not what we see in them. We don't see them stepping out asking for help. We see them hiding. Mm. And yet even in that hiding, we also beautifully see God pursuing them. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I, th I think that's just so so linked to our identity. You know, even in, in God pursuing us when we've fallen, when we've done the wrong thing, when yeah. we've chosen something against him, it's that constant reminder that, no, actually, despite the choice that we make, we yeah. are still a son or a daughter yeah. of God. Yeah. Look, it, 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 I think it's important to say that there is such a thing as a bad man. I, 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 mean, I say that with some, with some, some trepidation and hesitation, yeah, yeah. right? In, in moral theology, we talk about the virtuous man, the concupiscible man, and the vicious man, yep. right? The virtuous man who knows what is right and does what is right and delights what is right. The concupiscible man uh, who knows what is right Wants to do what is right, but struggles to do what's right. When the, when they, you know, and, and and let's be honest, that's most of us. <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. that's you know, we're all struggling to do the right thing, yeah, and yeah. the wrong thing looks mightily attractive, and yeah. and you know, it's 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 welcome to fallen existence. Exactly. Uh, and and then there's the vicious man, and the vicious man knows what is wrong, does what is wrong, and he delights mm. in what is wrong. Mm. Right. Mm. Uh, well. It's, it is, this is hard for us to take, but human freedom demands 
that a man be able to completely choose against his ultimate good. Uh, but, but even here, this doesn't mean that a man is completely defined by sin. While there is a certain defining reality in sin, you know, say if I, if I murder someone, I become a murderer. You know, there's, there is something defining about sin, but it's not ultimate, you know, and, and, and this is true even for the vicious man. Mm. It's not ultimate, it's not final until the day of death. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and so uh, even the firmest sinner is not fully defined by sin because there remains an essential goodness to which God constantly appeals. Yeah. You know, so it's... it's um, uh, and, and, you know... So it's it's important that we see these these things in balance. That yes, it is it is possible to say that there is a bad man, but also, you know, as much as it's possible for me to to define myself against God's plan for my life, we also recognise that God never ceases to call the human heart to Himself. Yes. Uh, you know, so it's it's I, I think it's it's important just to to make that point. And and in regards the question of shame. Something worth exploring, and we will explore in a later podcast, is what John Paul II has to say about shame, particularly in the context of sexual sin. Uh, he has a, a lot of very interesting things to say there and uh, some very worthwhile dynamics to explore. We'll look at that in a future episode, though. <laughs> so I guess um, a direction to go from from here is, you know, how do we move forward mm. from, from shame and how do we actually heal? Yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, definitely. And I guess the, the first place to start is to listen to the voice of God in your mm. life. Mm. Just, which is not always easy. There's a lot of noise and a lot of distraction. So it can be difficult mm. to hear his voice sometimes, but just to pay attention to the way he's moving because he is moving. <laughs> he is moving in your life. Mm. It's just a matter of paying attention. Yeah. And like, like I said before, you know, about, not only is he, he he wants he wants us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he he wants us, and he pursues and chases, and yeah. you know, he in a way will not. Well, he, no, he will not give up. No, 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 no. That's that's, that's right. So that's right. He will always he will always chase us, but he will never force us. So it's it's always an invitation, and it's up to us mm. as to whether we mm. can accept that or not. He chased me down the nights and days. He chased me down the labyrinth ways of mine own mind. It's, uh, it's, it's the Francis Thompson, the Hound of Heaven. Mm. He never stops chasing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So, theologians see this moment of of Adam being called by God. Yeah. So, so when Adam and Eve sin, it's where are you? Yeah, and, and it's 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 not like God doesn't know what they are. Yeah. God knows everything, right? So he's he's not like a, it's not where's Wally. <laughs> where are you? Like right, it's not where's Wally, right? He's, he's um, he knows exactly where they are, but he's asking that question. Theologians see this as an opportunity for Adam and Eve to actually consider where are we? Mm. You know, where what 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 have we done? Mm. It actually gives them a consider an opportunity to consider where they are in relation to where they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and God is often good to us like that. Yeah. That that's often the beginning of a moment of repentance. Yeah. You know. So he's he's in many ways inviting them there. Yes. Into a moment of repentance, followed by a promise of redemption. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. And linking back to what we said before, that question that he, he asks of Adam in a way asks of us all the time, it's not meant to be accusatory, right? It's not, no, you know, it's no. not that, that toxic shame we were talking about yeah. that says, look what you've done. Yeah. That's not what that is. That's right. That's, a, That's right. you know, come to me. I will I'll exactly. heal that. I'll fix exactly. that. I'll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an, yeah. it's an invitation. In that's itself. that's right. That's right. To take up that invitation, he's first got to get us to see where we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and to be able to want out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Come out yeah. of hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he continues to pursue our hearts today, especially when we fall, um, because he is just he's a loving father and he's fiercely protective mm. of us, and he never wants us to forget our identity. And so he'll speak he'll speak into our lives in in all yeah. sorts of ways. We just need to be able to pay attention. Exactly. And so even just opening up to him about those mm. feelings and experiences of shame that we've had in the past that perhaps could have been more productive in a, in a different way mm. if they had been handled differently. Um, just yeah. talk to him about it and see what he has to say. For sure. For sure. I think also speaking with a, a friend or a family member or a pastor that you trust – Shame is, it's able to take root in our hearts when we don't give God space to work through the people that he's placed in our lives. Shame is, is most destructive when it's a secret that we're harboring on our own. When we share it with somebody else, light is shed upon that. And, and God, through others, really can work great wonders. People who feel guilty, even after correcting an error, are more likely to forgive themselves for the transgression than people who are consumed by shame. Mm. You know, they're more likely to let go of that uh, that 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 hurt, that that sort of that feeling of inadequacy or shame or guilt. Um, they're more likely to let go of that if they've been able to talk about it with someone. Also, reading scripture. Scripture's so good for this. <laughs> it's so good for it. Just to recommend a few passages. John three sixteen, which is a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. John chapter 4, uh, the woman at the well. Mm. Uh, Luke chapter 15, 11 to 32, the prodigal son. Uh, Romans chapter 5, Paul talks about not being ashamed. And uh, Psalm 103, Isaiah 6, 1 to 7, both of which are speaking about not being ashamed, allowing God to enter into our lives and heal us. You know, and, and when we're reading that scripture to sit with the words that most impact us, mm. to really just, just allow those words to speak to us, repeat them, mull them over, and listen to what God is saying in those words. And finally, read a good book about the life of Jesus or some saintly person. Mm. You know, it's, it's, um, often it's, it's helpful when we read about the life of Jesus because it helps to, to answer some really deep questions about our own lives. Um, or when we read about a saint who's gone through some some horrible experience or some something which the modern world would declare as being shameful, uh, you know, it's like well they they went through that they came out the other side of it and and they have faith and love intact. You know, um, I recommend to you if you're looking for a book, uh, The Lord by Romano Gardini, which is just beautiful. It's such a beautiful book. I think I've recommended that book about seven times <laughs> on this podcast. It's so good. Uh, and it answers the question of who we are in the light of the word made flesh. Mm. Uh, and that really speaks into some of the wounds of shame uh, that exist. So uh, that's a good one to start with.
Yeah. Mm. Mm. So there's an episode on guilt and shame mm. for you all. If there are some questions, thoughts, comments, as always, send those questions in to us, your thoughts and comments in to us. You can jump over to our Instagram page, Living Fullness. You can jump over to our Facebook group, also Living Fullness, or you can send us a message as well on either social media or Mm, mm. via other means if you know us. Or you can always come and talk to us as well if you bump into us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, a truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm. Let me go first. (laughs) (laughs) So mine for this week, during my week off, I got to spend a couple of days in a quiet house with a fireplace, Mm. just chilling out. Cool, cool. So I decided to go do something I haven't done in a little while. I went and got myself a, you know, one of those long john donuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for that sure. was where I found my beauty and goodness during the week. Was in this oh, delicious long john. I can tell. <laughs> yes, there was. Look, it was just you know, it was one of those things. You're sitting in front of a fireplace. It's freezing cold. It was comfy, and you've got this delicious donut. And then you're having a nap. Like that's pretty good. It was good. It that's was pretty great. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Padre? As you know, I went to to Armadale for this ordination. And after the ordination the following day, the whole seminary community had mass at about 6 a.m. in the morning in a, a chapel. Um, and Peter Paul was deacon for that mass. And it was so lovely to see him exercise the ministry that he was ordained uh, in the day before. It was just lovely to watch that. Yeah. yeah just just oh, such, a, such a lovely, lovely moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Beautiful. Well, mm. congratulations again. To well done, Peter Paul. You deacon, yeah. if he's listening. <laughs> yes, Reverend Peter Paul, I should say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. Just mm. as a reminder that we do have a Patreon page. If you click on the link in the description box, it'll take you straight to there if you're able to support our ongoing mission for this podcast. But until next time, as always, know of our love and prayers. God bless. God bless.